Hey you, Nina here. So if you found yourself to triggered, can we play with that? I'm going to assume, hopefully safely, that it's because you want to lean into your edge around some triggers, right? Now, triggers are the things that have you exploding or imploding in your life, right? They're the things that are going to hijack you without you necessarily wanting to be emotionally hijacked. So now that you know what triggers are, fun fact about triggers, they love to attach themselves to our identities and the roles that we play. And so when we lean in and play with our triggers, what we're doing throughout this whole episode, right? What you're doing is you're actually allowing those triggers to loosen up and release their attachment to who you are as a person, okay? I love when this happens because what it means is that this frees you up to really own your truth without oppressing yourself and without oppressing other people, okay? With minimal implosions and explosions is what we're talking about here. So while we are going to continue exploring sexual assault awareness in today's episode, your trigger warning here is that it is going to be a personal story. It is a part of my story. So if you know me personally and you're not ready to hear a personal story about me and sexual assault, today may not be the episode for you. And that's okay. All right. That is okay. Maybe listen in next time. Maybe not. Okay. Catch the next episode and, and then you can check in with yourself and see where you're at. Otherwise, we are going to continue to lean in today. We're not going to explore everything, but there is going to be one facet in particular that we're going to explore. And there's actually quite a few goodies in today's episode. So what I want you to do is get out your journal, get out your journal or get a best friend that you can dialogue with. Okay. Because this stuff is going to help you move forward. Okay. It's going to help you move forward. It's going to help somebody else move forward. Okay. So, you know, that I'm curious because we've reached that point. Are you ready to play? Welcome to triggered. Can we play with that? You know that moment when your emotions ramp up in an instant, leaving you feeling helpless, frozen, or out of control? In that moment, you've been emotionally hijacked, the very definition of triggered. And I want to ask you, can we play with that? I'm Nina L. Garcia, drama therapist and empowerment coach of Houston Creative Arts Therapy. Join me as we discover ways to empower you and the people who mean the most to you to transform hard conversations into teachable moments. Triggered. Real playful. Real respectful. Real empowered. Let's take a breath. Hmm. So today's story is going to be very personal. If you know me personally um, or are a client of mine, this is your trigger warning. It's a personal story about me and it's a true story. So while it will not be explicit, if you're not ready to hear a personal story about me, Nina Garcia, then by all means, this may be your time to exit. Maybe you come back another time. Maybe you don't, right? Let's validate any option is possible and worthy, right? Do what's best for you. And the story is this. So when I was in high school, and for those of you who have listened in before, you know this story. It's not new, but I don't speak about it all the time. But when I was in high school, one of the things that I experienced was a teacher who assaulted me in a car and then continued to abuse me for months during my sophomore year in high school. And when we think about 
sexual assault period for adults, it's already an a difficult topic, right? Then we add the fact on that a child was involved when I was 15. I had just turned 15. And the amount of triggers that were already present to have that conversation just skyrockets, right? For most of us, it's in fact such a difficult conversation that we cannot even have the conversation. And so when I think back to the, that moment and what I was experiencing at the time, um, what I remember about everyone around me and the different identities and roles that I was cast as or looked at as is I knew that I was a student, right? And this was a student teacher issue now, right? So we've got these identities and the power dynamics that are involved when it's a teacher, right? When it's somebody who's supposed to be in power over you as a student and the danger that that dynamic sets up. So then uh, we're going to come back to that in a minute. There are other identities and roles, like not only was I a student, now I was a victim. Uh, to some people, I was a victim. To myself, most certainly. Um, to other people, I was a liar. People who chose not to believe that that was happening, right? That's a really hard thing. It's a really hard thing for people to believe. Um, that someone is being assaulted or abused, especially if, if they haven't seen it with their own eyes. And while that doesn't make the abuse or the assault any less real, um, it, it's something that now as an adult, I can look back and say, I understand why there was so much pressure on me to shut up, to not talk about it. Um, why I was believed to be a liar, right? And not believed because it's really hard for people to stomach um, that something like that could happen and that they couldn't do anything about it, right? It's actually easier to say, just stop talking and we won't have to listen to it. And then if we don't have to listen to it, we don't have to admit that it really happened, right? We can go on pretending or imagining that it didn't. Now, of course, this does everyone a disservice because when we fail to acknowledge even the possibility, but the reality in this case, as I was not the only student being abused at the time, that later came out. When we fail to acknowledge that someone has done something like this, we very, very obviously leave the door open for them to do it again. I'm going to repeat that back in case you missed it. When we fail to acknowledge the truth of what is present, we leave the door open for that truth to continue being present. So why is this important? Why is this so important to know? Well, my friend, I will tell you, when we think about identities and roles, do you remember how we talked about that before? And I said, oh my goodness, Glacius, we're going to come back to this. Identities and roles. I talked about the student role, right? The victim role. Um, the fact that identity piece would be that I was a female student, right? Um, one of the other pieces that is present in this was that I was cast as a liar, right? Wasn't, wasn't believed at the time. So all of these roles now that I have to contend with, right? The 15 year old Nina has to contend with, she has to figure out, right? I had to figure out how do I be okay how do I move on? Because when I say I had triggers galore from the situation, and we're talking about 12 years of, of triggers of PTSD is what I had from this situation. Now, the one thing that I would definitely offer when you hear me say 12 years is I did 12 years with no dedicated therapy. I would definitely recommend that you seek out 
individual or group therapy if this is the case for you. But what I want us all to lean in on is when you think about all those roles, you have to figure out how do I still move forward without all the triggers? I had triggers around men, around sexual uh, intimacy, right? Uh, Between couples, couldn't even look at couples around the high school. Um, I had triggers around certain songs uh, that he had quote unquote dedicated to me. Gross, right? I'm grossed out even as I say that, right? So take a breath in. If you're noticing disgust pop up in your body and let it go, right? Let it go. Nobody's in danger here. And I had triggers around his name, around the street that I was assaulted on. I could not even picture that street in my head for years and years, right? So we hear all this. This is trauma material, right? Stored in my body because my body is trying to help protect me, quote unquote, from all of that material, which it perceives as dangerous, right? It's like, Nina, we see this as a threat. We're going to just erase it for you, or we're going to make sure that you know this is triggering. And this is really does me a disservice, Because in the short term, it may have protected me from that material, but in the long term, because I did not process it effectively, (laughs) because I did not process it effectively right after the incident happened, I didn't have people offer me therapy support. I didn't have adults asking to talk to me about it. I was really shunned and rejected. Um, And so I had to deal with it alone, unfortunately, like many of us have to deal with this alone, but we are not alone. And so as we continue to listen to this episode and lean in, the story part of this is done, right? You have the story, you know where this comes from. But one of the things that I want us to offer as we move forward is, you know, how do we flip the script on all of these triggers, Nina? I've got all these triggers. I hear what you're saying, or I know someone who has all these triggers. Maybe I want to share this episode with them, but what am I really offering them? This is for people who are ready to lean into their edge and play with their triggers. I want us to flip the script on this. There were a lot of things that I did to help me move forward in my journey. And now as a therapist down the road, helping empower people with and without PTSD to move forward from their sexual assaults and sexual abuse, I got a lot more tools under the belt, right? So I want to offer you one, just like I said in the intro, right? We can't do everything today, but there's one in particular that keeps coming back. If you don't know your triggers, but you know that you are triggered, I want to invite you to write a list. You can do this privately. You can do this with a friend. You can do this with a therapist, group therapy, with people who've had similar experiences, whatever makes you feel safe, my friend. And I really want you to think about what makes you feel safe, right? Everyone is so unique and so different. But if you don't know what your triggers are, I want you to empower yourself to figure that out. And one by one, I want you to prioritize where can you lean in? Now, this is definitely something that I would say, if you can have a therapist on hand, it's going to be fantastic. But if you can say, you know what, Nina, I feel safe enough. You got to be able to say that not just in your thoughts, but you have to feel safe. Nina, what's safety feel like? feels like a little bit more openness, a little bit more uh, willingness to explore and embrace something because you know that you're still going to be grounded at the end. Yeah. 
and a willingness to go into a scary space, right? So long as it's not dangerous, a willingness to go into a scary space, this tool can be so helpful. So flip the script on this, empower yourself to just get you a list down and acknowledge these are my triggers. And then there's a follow-up. Yes, of course there's a follow-up because when we go back to the story that I just told you, and I think about how over 12 years, what I did to lean in and lean in and lean into my edge, no matter what the trigger was, the process was the same. So this first piece that I've asked you to do is I've said, friend, can you write down a list of your triggers? And that's only if you feel safe doing it, right? Get you a timer going five minutes of I'm going to write down the things that still trigger me about this. Okay. Then after you've written down that list, I say step two, my friend, step two, empower yourself to lean into those things. I cannot, I don't think I have words to truly express the power of a willingness to lean in. Now I have a chart. I will put it in the show notes, right? It's just a free chart. You go look at it. (laughs) It's a a nice little diagram of ways that you can lean in. It's five different levels, one to five. It is not the goal to get to five. Just so we're clear. Yes. Empowered thinking means we accept where we are on the spectrum. The goal is not to get to five, but to own where you're at. And so as you look at that one through five, it will tell you what each level is. I want you to ask yourself, how can I lean in on each of these triggers? Here is an example of that. Yes. I know we're nearing the end of this episode. Stick with me here. Here's an example of that. One of my triggers was around, oh goodness, glaciers. There's so many that I could think of at this point, but of of the ones I just listed to you, uh, one of the triggers that I had was around the street, right? We'll, we'll go with that one. And so what I did was I I didn't look down the street. I drove right past it. I honestly did not. My mind just literally blanked it out every time I would drive past the street. And let me be clear. I have to drive past that street today in my real life. Every time I go visit my parents, every time you cannot get to my parents' house without passing the street in which I was first assaulted on by this teacher. Okay. That's just my reality right? It's just my reality. I'm not scared of it anymore. I've done my work on it and I want to invite you to do some work on it. Yes. So here we go. So I've got this street and at first I didn't even know that it was a trigger because my mind had literally blanked it out. I would drive past the street and I did not see it. Okay. We could get into why that happened psychologically, but that's not what this episode is about. Yeah. Yeah. Let's keep going. When I finally realized that it was a trigger, that means ding, ding, ding. It made it onto my list. It made it onto my list of triggers. Okay. The street name, being able to look down the street, being able to go down the street. All of those are ways to lean into that trigger. Let's say you're like, Oh, absolutely not. I could not do that. I could not do that right now. Right? Hey, my friend, you don't even have to go down that street. Let me tell you about the power of your imagination. Okay. The power of your beautiful mind is such that all you have to do is Think about the street. And if it's still triggering, we know we got to lean in. We got to lean in, right? Think about it. Maybe you talk about it with other people. That was something I did at the beginning. I said, you know, I just realized to other people who I felt safe with, right? I would tell them, I just realized that I have a street that my mind has been literally just blocking out as I drive past it. But that's the street I was assaulted on. And I want to just say, I now have a street and that's one of my triggers and I'm working on it. That's it. 
that was how I leaned in. And that's how you can lean in, right? If that's how you want to lean in and feel safe. Okay. Other ways that you can continue doing this, right? Look it up on Google maps. It was then one of the next steps for me, right? Just to be able to, again, I'm leaning into what my brain says is really dangerous material. It perceives it that way, but it's not that street is not going to hurt me. The memory is scary. The memory is painful, but the street itself is not going to hurt me. And so I keep leaning into the scary thing until it is not scary anymore. Now, I know that I've given you lots of different ways you could lean in already. You can think about it with yourself. You can talk about it with a friend. You can journal about it. You can physically uh, actually look at the map on Google Maps. You can actually make a point. This was something I did in my journey to look down the street as you pass by it. Yes. To actually go down the street, to walk down the street versus driving down the street, right? Very different experiences for the body when we think about leaning in. You too can do this with your triggers, okay? You too can do this. You are strong enough if it is the right time for you. And I cannot stress that enough, right? Um, I cannot stress that enough. I feel like there's one other thing that I could maybe offer you here. And I know I said, we're going to lean in literally. We're going to lean in figuratively. Do you want to play with one more thing? Do you want to? If you do, listen in. I'm going to tell you one more thing. Leaning in is all about being able to go one step further in your thoughts or feelings or behaviors, okay? With yourself or with someone else or something else, okay? That's how you play with your triggers and hopefully get them to release their attachment on your identities and roles that you have, right? You deserve to live a vibrant life that does not have you tied down to certain triggers in the world. But here's the other piece that I want to offer you. If you want to play with this, here's how I knew that I was progressing. When I would think about triggers at the very beginning, before I had leaned into any of them, the way that it felt to me was like a monster in the closet. Okay. We're getting into some figuratively here. Yes. It's like a monster in the closet. And I was like, there's no way I want to open that door. I know what's going to happen when I open the door. A freaking monster is going to come out. Oh my gosh. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with it. Or like, it's going to blow. Everything's going to be terrible. I can't deal with it. Right. But when I started to lean in and lean in and lean into that monster in the closet, so to speak, what ended up happening was it became an elephant in the room. It what it didn't feel dangerous anymore. It was just like, oh my gosh, people are going to know this about me. They must be able to see it on me. They know, right? Oh no, my friend. It was just an elephant in the room. It was something that my body knew I still had to keep leaning into if I didn't want to be so triggered by this material, right? By this traumatic material. And I kept leaning in and I kept leaning in and I kept leaning in until eventually it was not an elephant in the room anymore. It was like a list, a to-do list on the table. I knew it was there. I knew the main points of it. I knew that other people knew that it was there. You know, and, and maybe if I wanted to, I could leave it alone for stretches of time and not worry about it. Maybe I could even leave it alone forever, right? I could live. It wasn't causing such dysfunction in my life anymore as the elephant in the room was, right? But even that to-do list kept gnawing at me. And I thought, damn, you know, I, I want to be able to lean in and lean in is, is there another spot after this or will it always be a to-do list? But you know what I thought? I thought, you know, I always thought that it was going to be a monster in the closet, but it's not anymore. And then I always thought that it would be an elephant in the room, but then it wasn't anymore. And now here I am sitting thinking, this is always going to be a to-do. It's always going to be something. And I thought, dang, you know what, Nina? 
what if it's not? What if there is something else? And I leaned in and I leaned in and I leaned in, my friend, and there was something else. It became like the air I breathe. It was no longer a to-do list on the table. It's just something that happened, right? Just like breathing in and breathing out is just something that happens. I can't change it. I cannot change what happened to me. I can only acknowledge its existence and lean in enough to rid myself or remove or release as many triggers as possible until I can say, you know what? I own my story. It does not belong to my abuser. My story does not belong to the people who blamed me as a victim for what happened to me or what was happening to them at the time. My story does not belong to the adults in my life who failed to protect me. My story does not belong to other survivors even, right? My story is mine. I own my story. And I deserve to be as vibrant as I possibly can be and not held back by the things, some of the worst things that have happened to me. I am worth more than some of the worst things that have happened to me. My friend, you are worth more than some of the worst things that have happened to you. My invitation throughout this entire episode is for you to lean into your edge when you are ready and to play with your triggers. We're nearing the end of the episode and you know I'm wondering, what's your takeaway? When you all hit me up on Instagram at dramatherapistnina or you text me if you got my digits and you let me know how these episodes have impacted you, it helps me make it better moving forward. So thank you. For those of you who enjoy a bit of self-exploration, you know I'm going to leave you with a question for the upcoming week because of course I'm inviting you to play with hard things. It's the same thing I would want for myself and I'm offering you an invitation to ask yourself, is it right for you, right? Is it right for you? So this upcoming week, here's the question I want you to ask yourself. Am I the person who knows that I have been avoiding my triggers and could benefit from leaning into my edge and playing with my triggers? Am I that person? Yeah. And this is a no judgment space. Everyone is on their own journey. Just know, am I that person? And if you're not that person, ask yourself, am I the person who's been leaning into my triggers and just needs a little bit more support with how I can lean into them more effectively? Yeah. I just one more thing. I know I've given you so much to think about, but I just, I hear this all the time and it's just popped into my mind and I want to share it with you. I hear all the time, Nina, I've been diagnosed with PTSD and I know that I'm going to have that for the rest of my life, but I want to know if I can feel better. And damn y'all, I'm going to cry. I had PTSD and I had it for 12 years and I don't have it anymore. PTSD is not a life sentence. And for people who do not get support, it can be. And so I, from the bottom of my heart, if you can get support 
around your PTSD diagnosis. And if you don't have PTSD, just around your sexual assault, your abuse, your, your any kind of assault or abuse, right? If you can get support that you need so that you can lean in more effectively and live a more vibrant you, a more vibrant life, do it. Don't wait. Okay. Don't wait. Do it. Lean in to the degree that you are able, right? To that manageable degree. You don't have to push yourself till you break. Just lean in to a manageable degree because you deserve to live a life that is so full and so vibrant and really is your best life. So y'all know I love what I do. I love the human beings in my care. (laughs) Sometimes I cry on the show. It is what it is. I got big feels, but I hope that this has been helpful for you and that we have leaned in because even if you have only listen to this episode and you don't do any of the things that we talked about, my friend, you have leaned in by listening. That is an act of courage. You know how many people are going to even read the title of this episode and turn away? They're going to avoid it because they're not ready to go there. They're not willing to go there to be courageous enough to go there or because it's just not the right time in their journey. More people than we can count, unfortunately. But you who have stood to this point, you are practicing courage and I salute you. My hat is off to you. I salute you for leaning into your edge. So get curious. In the upcoming episodes, we're going to continue to play with empowering sexual assault awareness, leaning into our edge. We're going to have some guests on the show. I know we've got to miss guests because like all last month was just me. I'm sorry, y'all. It is what it is, but... (laughs) If you know you want to be on the podcast, hit me up and say, Nina, I got a story I want to share. Let me hold that space with you. Yeah. Lean in. Let me hold that space with you. And and if you know somebody who should be on this podcast, also send them my way. Yeah. Yeah. But most importantly, the last thing I want to leave you with is if this episode has been helpful, I want you to share it with someone. Okay. I want you to lean into your edge and offer it. It's totally up to them whether they want to lean into their edge and listen. Okay? That is my offering for you. I will see you in the next episode because that is what we planned for today, folks. Thank you so much for taking a minute to explore your triggers as a human. And if this has been helpful and you want to support, just share the episode. That's it. Share it on your Facebook, your Instagram with a friend, your stories. If it was helpful, help other people find us and help them help themselves. Otherwise, stay curious.